Well, good morning. My name's Jean, and I'm a member of this church, and today's reading is from Genesis chapter 16, conveniently on page 16 uh, in the church, and I shall be reading verses 1 to 16. And then it's Genesis 21, verses 14 to 21, and that's on page 21. So you need to remember page 16, page 21. And you can also follow the screen if you prefer. So Genesis 16, beginning at verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can bring, build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now she knows that she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility towards all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lehai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore us Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. And now turn to chapter 21, on page 21, if you're using a church Bible, I can hear many are, and beginning at verse 14. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. 
God heard the boy crying, and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. And while he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Just a brief prayer. O oh Lord, our Father, you have so much to show us from your word. Open our eyes and our hearts, we pray. Speak to us all, those who hear, those who speak, and show us Jesus for your glory. Amen. As we start our story this morning, it's worth setting this whole in a context, a much wider context, of God's perfect strategy. Now, we know the Bible story, but I'll just run through so that we'll see how this fits. Mankind was set to flourish in the Garden of Eden as God's tenants, but they chose a path of rebellion to reject God's word in favor of Satan's lies. Catastrophe followed. Yet right from the start, God planned recovery and transformation. There are various steps in that process. God would choose a man, a family, a nation, a nation in slavery, a free nation in their own land, a royal line, and a rescuer. And Abraham is the man called by God. God's word came to him with a promise that God was going to intervene in this human mess. And he would intervene by means of an extraordinary, stupendous, seemingly impossible promise of a son to an aged couple. Now God gives life and God was going to do this whole scheme of salvation and rescue. The human part is simply to believe God, believe what he is doing, trust him. Remember that the sin in the Garden of Eden had been to disbelieve God. So here's the question, would Abraham and Sarai believe God? The only terms which would work. And we read, yes, is the answer to that question. Chapter 15, verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. This is God's scheme to give righteousness to human beings. And it can only be done by believing in him, by trusting in him. Nothing we can do. How do we receive the Savior and his salvation? By believing. And Abraham is blazing a trail. This is the way of rescue. He's first on the track. God 
credited it to him as righteousness. That's the first installment of the righteousness to come. Now, righteousness allows access to God himself. Righteous people can enter his presence. And so prayer follows. And friendship with God. But right now, Abraham was called to believe the promise of the heir. And God would bring it about. And there was a delay. A ten-year delay. An aged couple getting older still. It's called for a miracle. It was getting ever more wonderful or unlikely. And this is where Sarai wonders if they've really got the guidance right. Well, look, there's a scheme here. Abraham has to be the father. What about a surrogate mother? Abraham would be the father. Sarai's slave girl would be the birth mother. Sarai would be the adoptive parent. It's hard on Sarai to share her husband with another. Hard on Hagar to give birth to a child that would belong to someone else. But she was only a slave. She probably didn't have that much initiative or ability to choose. This isn't God's way of treating people. And it was never his plan. And it was never talked over with God. And so we remind ourselves, God's strategy was perfect, but God is always dealing with imperfect servants, like you and me. Abraham went along with a scheme that God had not authorized. Sarai was impatient, and both of them were using another in their flawed plan. But Hagar's not without her faults either. She becomes contemptuous of Sarai, perhaps expecting now, now that she was pregnant, she'd become the senior wife. And tensions boil over, there's marital strain. Abraham seems to avoid responsibility or intervention. Sarai shows unkindness towards Hagar. She fled the household. But God intervened, as we shall see. Those adventures come later as God picks up the bits. Let's just look at chapter 21, if you've got it open in front of you. Sarah's son was born. We must call her Sarah now, and we'll call him Abraham. But before we get to that, Ishmael was born. Hagar's son. God had given him his name. It means God hears. And as a teenager, he learned that he was to be displaced as his father's chief heir, demoted, almost disinherited. And he was a teenager when his younger half-brother Isaac was born and weaned. And my guess is that Ishmael at 14 was developing that physique that was going to make him a brilliant archer. He was probably thinking of himself on the brink of adulthood, 
And then this scrawny little new arrival comes to displace him. You can understand his feelings. But there is this disturbing scene that's mentioned in chapter 21 where the teenager is mocking his toddler brother. We call that bullying, don't we? And Sarah immediately demands that mother and troublesome son should leave home. Abraham, we read, is deeply saddened. But he sees the sense and goes along with the plan. And if you look at chapter 21, you'll see there's Abraham's lingering tenderness. Look at verse 14. Ishmael's got to leave. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. The word I understand means that he actually gave this lad that he loved into the sole care of his mother and sees them go. We're not told the full story, but a map may help us understand what goes on next. There was a trade route, a recognized trade route, and several of them, from Egypt right through the Fertile Crescent, through Mesopotamia, and down to the Persian Gulf. There was a well-trodden path, and particularly the next map may indicate Mamre. Can you see Mamre there? And from Mamre to Hebron isn't far. There's a 20, 30-mile Camel, tray, uh, camel road from um, Hebron down to Beersheba and on down into Egypt. This was a well-worn route. And my feeling is that it's likely Abraham set the pair off on a route that was well-trodden. He doesn't just pitch them out into the desert. But... The last 10 miles of that route to Beersheba ran into sheer wilderness desert. Ishmael was a growing teenager. My thinking is that he had scoffed most of the water too early on. I hadn't kept enough for this bit the real desert, and probably looking for more water, they lose themselves. And now the situation has suddenly become really desperate. And poor Hagar can't stand the sight of her son's death, leaves him under a bush, and she's sobbing her heart out. It's a tragic story. Abraham and Sarah, they're now reaping the results of acting without God. Sarah in our story shows insecurity and even perhaps a trace of spite. But Hagar is going to meet with God 
Hagar had behaved unkindly. She'd been mocking her mistress, who's already bearing the burden of childlessness. But now, Hagar is a discarded wife, a single parent, ethnically, socially out of place. She'd been a slave, free at last, but ill-prepared. Ishmael, harsh, maybe a hint of cruelty. He was always going to find relationships problematic. He'd seen his mother suffer the oppressions of servitude. And notice how we're told about his character. He's a fiercely independent man. Hostile relationships with those around him. It doesn't take a lot to understand that all these characters are flawed and damaged by these events. Can God make good flow from bad experiences? Yes, he can. Life is God's school for God's people. Practical, outdoor, gritty lessons in real life. And one of the things we have got to learn, as they had got to learn, was how to treat people God's way. Not just in an understandably human way. And the star pupil in God's academy in this story is Hagar, an Egyptian slave woman, each term potentially a minus quality. She is the first Bible character to be addressed personally by God by name. God spoke to her and saw her. And Hagar gives God a wonderful name. You are the God who sees me. And she follows it with an awed comment. I have now seen the one who sees me. And she named that place the well of the living one who sees me. And that was the name that stuck as recorded in Scripture. And then we followed the adventures in the wilderness, lost, dying of thirst, the lad tenderly laid under a bush, an anguished mother at a distance to avoid witnessing his death. But God hears Hagar's sobs. Back to chapter 21. Verse 17, God heard the boy crying. The angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what is the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up. Take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. God opened her eyes to water nearby, the life-saving water. God was with the boy as he grew up. Abraham was not at hand to find water. 
to the dying pair lost in the desert. Abraham was not there for this growing lad. He grew up now with an absentee father. But God cared. God helped. God saved and God blessed. We human beings have an awful power to inflict suffering, sometimes deliberately, quite often inadvertently. Words. We didn't mean to say that. You can't take words back. Actions that cause remorse and regret and plenty more that ought to cause remorse, but we're hardly aware of them. We human beings, we hurt, we spoil, we harm those closest to us sometimes. Family, work, colleagues. The culture we live in harms children and exploits the vulnerable. What can we do about that? Our God can heal the present and assuage the past, and only he can. We can pray for God to compensate our, our errors. Let's prayerfully review a few things in our minds. Our marriage relationships. Our parenting, parenting skills or lack of them. The way children behave towards their parents. The way siblings behave to one another. Here, jealousy of a rival when it harms both. We can be neglectful or deaf, just blind to what's going on. Look at the God of this passage. God hears, sees, cares, and saves. Learning from God in his school. Abraham and Sarah were learning that God keeps his word and gives life and salvation. Hagar learned of God's attention to a slave, a discarded wife. And Ishmael experienced God's care of him, though there isn't much sign of any response. Are there signs of hope in this story? Well, Hagar's later life is known about in Scripture. Ishmael's family is recorded in detail. Isaac and Ishmael come together to bury their father with due honor. So there are continuing links. And, and later on we'll read that Esau married the daughter of Ishmael. But look, we're not to take any of these people as our role models. Who is the hero of this story? Who is to be our role model? It is God himself. How can we follow God as our role model? Well, by his grace, he gives us his spirit. If we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, God by his spirit dwells within us and now it becomes possible to seek to follow the pattern of God 
Do you know, I sometimes think, we come to our conclusion here, Hagar and Ishmael might have thought Abraham's God was harsh, unfeeling, and mean. That's why they were out on their ear in the desert to make their own way. But is that the God of this passage? Look at the reality of things. He rescues. He cares for this discarded wife and the teen with an absentee dad. God named the child. Hagar named the place, the will, well of the living one who sees me. Here's a word to believers. God is our role model. We must entrust decisions to God in prayer. We must let all our family relationships reflect God's character and ask him to overrule our failures. And think of this. The world judges God through the lens of our lives. They read us, not the Bible, unfortunately. And here's something for the questioning seeker. Are you surprised to find God on the side of the single mother, the Egyptian slave, the teenager whose world has just fallen apart? Our culture portrays God as harsh and even spiteful and constantly looking for reasons to condemn. But that God is a man-made caricature. The God of the Bible is utterly different. Anyone here feeling lost, life no meaning, no one to hear your inner sob of despair. The God of the Bible sees and hears and cares and rescues. He gave water to assuage their thirst in the desert. Jesus met another outcast woman at a well in John chapter 4. She was a social outcast too. And he said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus brought living water. He atoned for all our faults at the cross. There really is hope if we turn to the God of the Bible. A little later on, we shall sing of grace in Jesus. The dark night, but the shepherds at our side. Of our forgiveness, because Jesus died. And we end with a resolve to follow him who'll bring us home. What a gracious God we have who provides for all our needs. Just a brief prayer. Oh God, our Father, how different you are from the way the world portrays you. A God who sees and hears everything. A God who cares. A God who provides water for the thirsty the God who meets our needs in Christ Jesus. We worship you. Amen.